So when did you become aware that Russell Wilson was going to be out? When did I become? Wait, he's going to be out? Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Caveman. This is Max, the Mexican, and I'm here with my brother, Gilbert, the cheat, Cardenas. And if you're listening to this right now, you fall into three or four different categories. One, you press this by mistake and you found this podcast. Two, you are in the league with us and you are trying to see what we say about you. Three, you're my wife and you're trying to figure out why I'm spending so much time in the closet. And four, you know that this is going to be an awesome quality podcast and you just want to hear all our content. Gilbert, do you want to say hi to everyone? I, I, I would like to say that, uh, you know, Max has been in the closet for some time now. Okay, wow, that's all I have. Up with that kind of joke. <laughs> just, we're off to a great start. All right. So we've been trying to do this for a while, and like so much stuff has happened. So, Gilbert, I don't know if you have your uh, fantasy uh, roster opened up. Can yeah, I'm opening it up right now. So, today it's Friday. And the Thursday night game just happened, and Russell Wilson got hurt. Now, this affected me because this this hurt me in my work league. But you have him. You always try to get a Seattle player in the family league. And you're just finding out that he's hurt? Yeah, I didn't know he was out. <laughs> I uh, that, that explains his underperformance. Like, Geno Smith came in and was, like, saving – was trying to save the day. Like, Geno Smith, who's been – in the NFL for I don't know how long. I don't know if you know anything about Geno Smith. The last thing I remember is that he punched one of his teammates in the mouth because he didn't want to pay him back $600 for a plane ticket. I mean, you know, that's that's only slightly worse than Jordan who did it because he, he uh, pissed him off or whatever it was in practice. Okay, Gilbert. So I'm looking at your roster right now, and you were already suffering because – Julio Jones was out. And then at the time, you also had, you already dropped them, but you also had your your running back out. Yeah. So, so you went from second place down to six. And let's be real, you're, you're about to implode. And unless you make some trades, which no one likes trading here, like you, you need to make some moves. Like you need to find the waiver wire. So what, what's what's your what's your thought right now? What are you thinking? What what do you think are your moves that you're going to be doing in the coming days before Sunday? Um, honestly, I, I like to write it out. I like to write out the storm. You know, he just had, what Russell Wilson just had finger surgery. I'm sure my uh, backup QB can handle things right now. Who's your backup uh, QB? Uh, Matt Ryan. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's definitely a way to go. So you you had to drop David Montgomery because this league is so locked down that you don't we don't have an IR spot. We only have four bench spots. So it's not like you can put anyone away and save them because obviously like maybe I think David Montgomery's out. What did they say? Um I'm trying to look at it right now, but it, I remember seeing like 4 to 6 weeks. So you know someone's going to try to pick him up week four of this injury and then stash him and then just try to do a, a different type flex. Yeah, I don't know. I think um I think I could ride this out. I don't think I don't think my I'm looking too bad. 
Okay, so so you're gonna keep Julio, is what you're saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that and and wait, because uh, I think he'll be back. What wait? What what's the what are they saying? Let's see. Uh, hamstring won't play in Sunday versus Jaguars, but he was questionable for a bit. So so there was some hope. So just so you're aware, Geno Smith got 11 points on our league, which is standard scoring. So here, here are your options. Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee, Trevor Lawrence for Jacksonville, Mac Jones for New England, and they're playing Houston. I mean, obviously, you already played your QB, so he plays Dallas next. But I feel like there's better options over uh, Matt Ryan. You're going to stay the course? Uh, I mean, I could drop Matt Ryan. There's not, I mean, it's not like even if someone snatches up Matt Ryan and he goes off because he did score, uh, get 36 points in our league last week. Um, but that's probably not going to be the norm, right? So I could drop him and then kind of play, like, see how things go. Okay. I think that's not a bad play. I think you're right. Ryan's schedule. Next week, he's playing. This week, he's playing the Jets. He's on bye next week. Yeah, so I definitely. All right, you've convinced me. You convinced me. But I will tell you this: Week Seven, Matt Ryan does play Miami, and Miami right now is just god awful. Like the, their season's done. Like I don't even know what what they're playing for. They're just trying to keep cashing in their checks or something. But their season is over. So if you wanted to, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Daniel the Vulture would would pick up uh, Russell Wilson just to spite you. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Is it even worth keeping Russell Wilson? I know it's like a finger injury, right? Mm-hmm. And he had surgery already, and it's six weeks. I think I could. Uh, I could probably drop Russell Wilson. I think you could definitely drop them because I think everyone's going into bye weeks. So even if someone wanted to pick them up and stash them, at one point they're going to face a bye week in the next five weeks, and they're going to have to make a decision whether they're going to go at it without a quarterback or if they're just going to drop them and get someone. So let me see. Ryan Tannehill. Quarterbacks late, and I got Jalen. I got Jalen Hurts, and then my backup QB. I sort of, um, I played the long game and I got Lance from San Francisco, Trey Lance, and it's it's his time to shine. Garoppolo's out. Um, in the Seattle game, he brought in 24 points. I would play him right now if I could, but they're playing Arizona, so I really don't know what's that going to look like. I, if it was a weaker defense, I would I would definitely try to do it. Mm-hmm. But since it's Arizona, I want to sort of um, have a wait-and-see approach. So he's going to play this game, then they have a bye week. And then it's the Colts. So if I like what I see in week five, he gets a week off that he gets to practice with his wide receivers to really know, you know, how they play. And then against the Colts, for sure. At Chicago, for sure. He'll play Arizona again and again. Like I said, if, if I like what I see, I'm definitely going to do it again. And then Jalen Hurts isn't bad at all. All right. I, ju- I just did it. I dropped Matt Ryan for Tannehill. Is that what I said to do? No, you were saying to drop um, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. 
But I feel like I'd rather just uh, pick up Tannehill right now and then maybe make that call a little bit later. Because I think he would be the better option, especially with the upcoming bye week. Yes. And I don't want someone else to swoop in and, and take that good option off the table. So I, I, I think I could get back Matt Ryan if I really want him later. So, so as someone that has Atlanta's number one wide receiver, I can tell you that I'm 100% comfortable with what you just did because Calvin Ridley, who's now out, um, week one, five points. Week two against Tampa Bay, 12 points. Against the Giants, and Giants are trash, six points. Against Washington, Washington football team, their, their defense is semi-decent, but eight points. So... I'm. I've been trying to shop him around and see who would take him just because of name ID, mm-hmm. and no one. No one likes to trade in our league. They're all scared that they're getting duped, so no one ever wants to wants to do a trade. To be fair, I should have traded with you uh, when <laughs> on that last one. I didn't know. So that I didn't happen. watch the Chicago game, and I didn't know that his running back had gotten injured. And again, I'm just trying to make some moves, and I. I think I offered you. Uh, Carson, who I had to drop because he got hurt. And I forget who the other person was that I offered you. Now, in our league, do people still have to approve trades or, or is that not a thing anymore? I believe they still have it. I think that we need 50% plus one. Okay. I, I think if I had done it, I, I if I accepted it, I don't, I think yeah, people would have noticed. So that's the other part of the, the league that I hate. It's like, not only are people scared to make trades, that once you make trades, people are so afraid that you're going to get such an amazing deal that they vote it down. Like, yeah. literally, you have to do a secret deal with people and then drop them and then pick them up. Okay, so okay now, did look- Julio Jones get injured before the game? Or, like, was he out before the game he, even started? Um, so he, he's been questionable, I think the last two weeks and he's been playing, Uh but I don't think, has he produced anything for you? I feel like the last two weeks, cause you did play them, play him. Yeah. 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 I don't think he produced that much. I think he got hurt week three because I see Indy four points. Yeah. Well, they, I think he was still projected to play at least midweek. And then I think, one of the problems is I typically like look at it um, to make trades sometime midweek. And then I, I usually try to look at it like the day, uh, like on Sunday. Um, but I've been starting this new thing where I leave my phone in the kitchen so that I'm not like looking at my phone at night. Mm-hmm. And then the positive benefit is that I then in the morning, I don't instantly look at my phone and then I'm able to like go work out, do whatever without my phone and not be distracted and not waste time. But then I just forget to like look at fantasy or anything like that. How does that working out for you? Not, not keeping your phone in the kitchen, uh, keeping it in the kitchen. It's pretty good. Uh, cause I, cause I, here's the bad habit I have. I wake up in the morning and then I look at my phone and then I just get lost for like, and I lose like a half hour in my morning, which what I don't know. Looking at? I mean, I just go through like news and Twitter and, you know, maybe YouTube if I if I find my way to YouTube. Um, 
and then also I would check fantasy stuff if, if I was doing that. Um, but then I was like, oh, I just like, you know, I, I would just waste, you know, I lose like a half hour in the morning or something like that. Just still in bed on my phone. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, since I'm having my kid, I want to break that habit because I know that I'm not going to have that sort of time. Um, so I'm, I'm moving it to the kitchen and that way I, you know, like I'm also fasting in the morning, so I don't usually go in the kitchen. Okay. Um, so it just keeps me away from my phone for more of the day so that I could do a few other things in the morning, maybe not waste as much time. It's pretty I good. I feel like this is an easy fix. You can just be that parent that always gives their kid their phone to distract them and then you'll never have it. But then, then I'm setting them up for failure. <laughs> That's like I can't, I can't smoke this crack. Here you go, baby. You take the crack. Okay, so I want you to go to our league standings, and I want to talk about who the biggest losers are in this league, in your opinion. And I really want to hear your your stance because right now you're tied for six play, and like I was saying earlier, unless you're making some moves you're going to be looking at the bottom of the standings soon with your QB out. I believe uh, your number, your it, I don't know if it was your third or fourth round draft pick, but your, your running back, you had to drop, uh, and your wide receiver is out. So you have to make moves. But I see our 0-4 teams going into the weekend, mm-hmm. and it's Houston Big Rigs, Colombian Cartel, and just for the sake of conversation, let's go ahead and put in uh, Universe that's 1-3. Um, I'm gonna start. With I'm, Colombian. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm also just gonna throw in uh, Black Matter Virus because uh, he got that tie. So it's one, two, and one. Yeah. So he's right there with Universe almost. Okay. So let's start with Colombian Cartel. Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's already made some moves. So I see uh, um, Najee Harris in there. Uh, Logan Thomas is an IR. I think he gambled with Jameis Winston, and obviously that didn't pay off. Um, but as you look at this roster, Mike Evans, decent. C.D. Lamb, decent. Um, it looks like he's picked up Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. Like this isn't this isn't a bad roster. So what's going on? Is he just facing the highest uh, scoring team every week, and he hasn't caught a break? Is this bad luck? Uh, Actually, let me look at his past weeks because I haven't been paying attention to him. Oh my god, yeah, he's he's had some. I'm trying to look. Yeah, so it seems like a mixture of like you know, there's some of those weeks where you just do badly, but he's had a pretty much underperforming every week except week three. Who did he play week three? Um, let me take a look to see if I can find our scoreboard. Week three, Colombian Cartel played. Oh, yeah, he just got blown out. That was a week where DC Comics got 121 points. So I'm trying to go through the so he had he had he had Deshaun Watson. So he was he was taking a gamble to start with with Deshaun Watson. So he got cute in the QB position. So once he saw that wasn't going anywhere, he did J- Jameis Winston. Um trying to see what other moves he made. 
in, in a situation where you're 0 and 4, what, what are you trying to accomplish? What, what's, what advice would you give this person who's a big loser? Um, I don't know. When you're that down, it's really hard to come back because every win is really So he, he also had uh, Debo Samuel, and I guess he had the first big week one, but then single digits week two and three. And he dropped them and missed out on the opportunity for that uh, large uh, week four against Seattle, where he got 27 points. Because, yeah, you have to uh, – let's see. How many how many people make it into our plays? Is it just six teams? I believe it's six teams. And this is a – we just went down to a 12-man league. Yeah, so – We used to be 14. How many wins do does a does a person need to make it into that playoffs? I think traditionally I, you were safe if you got seven wins. Yeah, so that means he basically has to win. What is that? Like seven out of the next eight games. That's that's a tall order. Okay, so let's move. Let's move on to big rigs. Yeah, I feel like there. It's going to depend on kind of those those meandering people, those people who are at least got to win on the board. So I, I feel like Big Riggs is an example of making those moves at the right time. Um, and obviously we're, we're still doing reverse uh, standings orders for the waiver wire pickups is not an auction. So the people that are doing really awful have a chance to pivot and make some moves. So Big Riggs, I see um, he got Knox for tight end. And obviously he scored, uh, he did well against Washington. He did well against Houston. He has Lamar Jackson. So that hasn't been as fruitful as it has been in the past. Like his, I mean, he's still getting 20 points in the last two weeks, uh, 33. But I remember when I got a year one, I think it was like 30 plus points almost every week. So he's not giving you those numbers that, that you associate with his name. Um, he's sticking with Brandon Cooks which is very disappointing uh, week four against Buffalo with four points. Uh, and honestly, I, I know we're from Houston. I know there's a, a loyalty to our team, but I, I would not touch a single Houston Texans player. Yeah. Looking at big rigs. I mean, like he's had some high scoring weeks, but he's just gotten beaten out. So he's had a real streak of bad luck for him. I, I don't know. He, he's going to just need to have that luck swing the other way. Do you, look at his matchup for this week. Do you feel like this is his week? He's projected 92 points um, versus uh, Smoking Aces, who's projected to have 85. Uh, he's going to be going against Aaron Jones and Dak Prescott. Um, so I don't know. They can go ham, and I think they can just make up that point difference because obviously, you know, ESPN is not really an authority of what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's still early in the whole league, so we don't know what's going to happen, but... Not only that, I see Smoking Aces as Tyreek Hill on the bench. So easily moving him could definitely shift. Uh, it looks like he's bidding on Devontae uh, Smith. Yeah, honestly, I think we'll know more after this week because I think if someone gets five straight losses, they kind of stop paying attention, so... Or if someone, yeah, like right now, I think people are still invested. I think Big Rig could win this week and then just 
go on a hot streak. So I'm trying to pull up his moves that he's made over the last month and a half. Uh, I see he was playing with defenses. Uh, he had Sterling Shepard, and he dropped uh, LaVisca Chenault, which now is actually a, a very good play and is a free agent. So right now they're playing against Tennessee this week. So if you wanted to pivot from Julio Jones, I would I would uh, suggest you look at Chenault. I think that that's going to be a good play this week. Um, so I see I see that Big Riggs is making moves uh, even at the kicker position. He's making some moves. Uh, he had Tyler Boyd and he and he uh, switched out for um, Higgins. So he's sort of is, is there a danger of making up too many moves of not being. Uh, compliant because obviously un unless your job is a football analyst you, uh, the regular person doesn't have time to go through every single game and try to see things you know it, the, I don't have a computer in my house that tells me the percentages that a wide receiver is involved in every single play or how many attempts were thrown at him I just kind of look at my my stats of what I see from from ESPN I'll listen to some podcasts and if they're telling me, oh, well, you know, it looked really good. There was just some bad bounces, but stick with them. So I don't know what he's doing here. It looks like he's just trying to play the hot hand, which can also sort of blow up in your face. Well, I mean, the good thing about it in our league uh, this year is that we don't have the penalty for trades, right? Where you don't have to pay for after you go over some number of trades. Correct. So for our league, we used to have to pay a certain amount and then i think it was after your 10th or 11th trade you would have to pay was it a dollar or five dollars i think it was five dollars five dollars per move on the waiver pickup afterwards so yes you're right i think that did deter people from trying to make moves yeah because i remember before i think you were guilty of the uh trying to get the hot hands every week and i felt like it did help you on on sometimes but then you ended up making up for that on the the back end where you had to pay for all of your trades. So I've, I've made it to the championship about four times winning only once. And I've been at the cusp of making it to the championship uh, many other times. So now, do you think part of that is uh, you do this, this frequent trading, but then at the end of the season, people are knocked out. You can't trade. They're not dropping players anymore. So you get stuck with what you're stuck with. Correct, but there's also the opportunities in the past of, of picking up players because obviously injuries happen in the in the NFL. So just getting that backup wide receiver, getting that backup running back, mm -hmm. and that's going to be they they instantly jump from being you know wide receiver three or two and then being the number one, and then of course once uh, depending on the the running back situation, if it's not running back by committee. So for example, like Collins right now, I feel like Collins is going to get a majority of the work for David Montgomery. Um, you have an opportunity to just sort of go in at a high and, and probably score a little bit higher than you would have because you you were playing your 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 flex or your your running back was really, you know, as far as uh, rankings goes, probably like a tenth or fifteenth uh, in the in the ranking, and then you get that backup, and now all of a sudden you've probably got like a good uh, seventh uh, in the rankings uh, running back. Yeah, but then couldn't the other thing, um, you know, like say you drop, you know, the the injured running back, 
and you pick up the number two because, you know, he's going to be getting more of the plays. Um, and then, you know, you're stuck with this later in the season where people aren't dropping anything. Oh, 100%. someone's picked up your your previous running back and now you're kind of fucked. A hundred percent, because let, let's look at Alex Collins, because Carson was out. So I dropped uh, Carson. And I could have easily picked up Alex Collins thinking he's going to get all that work and, you know, just insert here and it's going to be the same. And it was not. Uh, it, I don't know. I guess you didn't see the game yesterday, but Alex, Alex Collins was getting stuffed. Uh, uh, he had 15 attempts for 47 yards and only six points in our league. Well, for sure, given uh, their position, given these bottom four position, I think you got to make moves just to make sure that you even got a chance at playoffs. So I don't think what any of them or particularly uh, Big Riggs is doing is is wrong in any way. I think it's what he has to do. I, I will say that as soon as I saw David Montgomery was hurt, I did pick up Damian Williams. Uh, Damian Williams, after the injury, had eight attempts for 88 yards and a touchdown. So I want to see what he looks like with the whole uh, David Montgomery uh, spot to see what he can do the whole game. So let's talk about universe, master of the universe. He is one in three and he has Kyler Murray. So right off the jump, he has one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And he passes the ball around. Like sometimes you see quarterbacks that have their favorite that they're going to get the first look, the second look, the third look, and then every now and then dump off to the tight end or the or whoever wide receiver two or three is open. Uh, Kyler Murray has no favorites, and and it's been very frustrating if you're trying to pick up one of those wide receivers because you know you not knowing anything, a person off the street is like, oh, Hopkins is going to be the number one guy, and it has not been that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rondell Moore was the number one right receiver for that team. And then before that, um, I think Christian Kirk. If I'm getting some of these names wrong, I'm, I'm just trying to go off of memory. I'm not a pro. Um, so forgive me for that. Um, but I see that James Robinson. So that that right here, this I'm, I'm seeing what the problem is here. Uh, the first two weeks of were awful for James Robinson. He's, he's picking it up. So I think out of all of these, uh, Masters of the Universe has the, the greatest chance to bounce back. Uh, Devontae Adams, legit. Amari Cooper, which has kind of been up and down. Uh, mm-hmm. Started off the, the the year with 25 points and then two points back-to-back. And I think it's only a matter of time before he bounces back. And Mark Andrews, which is a good, decent tight end to have. And mm-hmm. Antonio, mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, uh, one of my favorite running backs. I'm really excited what he can do if he doesn't get hurt. I think the Washington football team is just kind of – there's a lot of things that are going on there right now. Um, he kept David Carr, which – and he has Odell Beckham. So he went for some big names as well that, that have not produced. But because you know who they are, um, you know, it's easy to draft them. Although David Carr – I mean, Derek Carr has, has had decent points. So out of all these people, I have to automatically eliminate Universe straight off the list of being the biggest loser. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at his game last week, it was super close. It was, he literally just lost by two points. And that was with, like, you know, some of his players starting to produce a little bit more. 
So then let's go to Black Matter Virus. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> First okay, of all, can we talk this. about the name Black Matter Virus? Are you saying this is a political stance? <laughs> black, black, black Lives Matter? I have no idea. What is this? <laughs> Wait, who is this? First of all, uh, this I don't is know Anthony, um, but because we had, um, I th- I think this was Rudy's old team, uh-huh. and when we were initially, first of all, no one wanted to sort of, no one ever wants to be commissioner this week. So God bless Ivan for for taking on that task all these years, um, and everyone just sort of sits and waits for someone to say, "Hey, we're starting up the league again. Who wants to join this year?" and it always ends up being me because my my work league my work league starts get it gets going week week one of preseason. Uh-huh. So and I'm the commissioner in that one. So I'm putting it together. We we all agreed to do uh dynasty this year at the work league. So now it's serious business. So I while I was doing all this work coordinating and I work at a hospital, a majority of my le- I inherited this league from a close friend of mine. Um and they're, a majority of them are ER uh, nurses and techs, so their hours are just funky as hell. So trying to coordinate this is a task unto itself. So I'm doing all this work on my work league just because I like the people that I play with and, and I really respect what they do. And if we can do this, just have fun, great. So while all this is going on, you know, week one of preseason goes by week two week three and we're we're coming up on week four of preseason so i finally just sent out the, te- the the text message um and obviously i'm I'm being I'm being smart with it but i just said hey is the league dead this year knowing that it would get the conversation started uh-huh. and of course once i said that everyone's jumping in i was like well if y'all play i'm in if y'all play i'm in they're like yeah me too so then finally you know coordinating coordinating that was a, was a big challenge because you know obviously you're in seattle while the majority of us are in Houston, everyone has jobs, everyone has families. So trying to coordinate that was sort of a pain. And out of all the people that responded, we didn't get any response from Rudy. So I think I did three different text chains of the people I thought were going to play. And the first one, I had the wrong Jose in it. So I had to, I had to re, uh, restart Too common the of a name. Too common the, of a name. Yeah. But I had someone save... <laughs> The problem is it's my fault. I had someone just saved on my phone as Jose and either this original Jose changes number <laughs> or it just finds it amusing that we have him in a text chain and we're just talking a bunch <laughs> of smack and he never responded to anything. So finally I had to Facebook the right Jose and I'm like, hey man, what's your number? Because we have the fantasy league going and I think I kicked you off the text chain. Uh-huh. He did that. We all agree into we we have we use the last number of the Powerball, and we play prices right rules where we guess what it's going to be, and determining how far you are from this Powerball is your your position in our draft. So we let a Powerball go, and I was like, oh, you know, I got fifth place and Pete's first place. So this is going to be the ranking. And then, of course, people that had bad positions in the in the draft were like, well, no one agreed to this. I didn't know this was official. So there's always an argument in this league. So since that happened, we agreed to the next Powerball was going to be the official one. So obviously we do that. The Powerball goes. I move from fifth place to third place. Mm-hmm. And then once this is all settled and we're about to draft, I think, 
the Friday before the Saturday draft, Rudy chimes in on one of the original text chains and is like, yeah, I'm in. When do we do this? And I just sent him a, a gif of the Homer Simpson football episode where he was the coach. Uh-huh. And I think that the famous line from that episode, if anyone's familiar with it, is, oh, you're cut. So I just sent him a gif and it's like, don't worry about it, you're cut. And everyone sort of started clowning on him for a little bit. Uh, but come on. We 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 did everything now. Now was, okay, okay. Was, this is a very like a week. This is a very long-winded way to say that black matter virus is Anthony? Anthony? Yes. So in between all this, we did this on the span of the week. And at that point, we had Anthony, who's one of the original members of our league, who dropped out for work or family reasons. So I just sent him a message and I'm saying, hey, we have an extra spot. Do you want this? And he says, yes, for sure. I'll come back. So, yes, that is a long winded way to say (laughs) the Black Matter virus is Anthony. All right. Now, did he come up with this name? Well, I still see Ivan's name on it. That's what I'm wondering. Was this Ivan giving this name? I mean, that definitely makes sense. I, I, I think because and the other thing is that he could just be giving this to one of his children, right? Like, this okay. Is a picture of venom. Right, because that also, I mean, like this is so topical. It has everything. Is so, this implying that? Black Lives Matter is responsible for coronavirus. <laughs> is that there were like protests, but they were outdoors? I mean, if you're outside, you should be fine, right? By the way, everyone get vaccinated. In theory, or, or, in theory, get the booster shot. How so, do you think coronavirus will play into? Uh, you know, there's going to be some people who get it, probably like some players, right? Well, that's in in my other league last year in the work league. Um, I originally had one IR spot, and I created two because I didn't know what the rules were going to be. I thought that if they were out for COVID, they would have fell into the IR spot, which they did not. Uh, so I thought that was a way of doing something. Um, but in this league, it's just like no, we're not doing IR spot. It, it's a very it's very limited, which has its benefits, but I just like to complain about everything. So I won't mention any of those benefits. <laughs> but I will say you, you've you been able to drop your quarterback and picked up someone. You dropped your uh, injured running back and were able to pick someone up. Yeah, that's that. I, I know that you complain about it a lot, but I really love that there's such limited spots in our league because I've never had a problem picking up another player. And I've played in some leagues where just like you're just getting the shittiest shit because people have like four running backs on their bench or something ridiculous. But then then it's much easier to throw people in and out of your flex spots. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. It it makes for these crazy high scoring games. But if you're one of the people who their two biggest, their two best running backs are injured and you have your secondary ones and then. There's nothing left. So back to the topic of hand of biggest loser. I also have to say that I'm just automatically eliminating black matter virus from this conversation because I see Patrick Mahomes, Robert Woods, um, Jared Cook, Antonio Brown, 
he's just had some bad bounces. Like he has Mixon right now, Joe Mixon, and it's a, I don't know if he's coming back this week or he's or he's two weeks away. But I see I see this person as as coming back and getting some wins. David and Joku, like, come on. He he's just gotten some bad bounces on these losses. And he has a tie. So automatically, if if he just gets a win tomorrow and your standings, if, if you ended up getting a loss, like he would jump you in the standings because he has that tie and you would have three losses. True. I, I, I mean, I, I will 100% say right now I am the biggest loser because I've just gone down from the start. But you can still pivot and you're two and two. That's possible. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to say Colombian cartel, you're the biggest loser. You suck. Although you do have that Cardinals defense. So I'll trade you something for this defense. I, I, I won't say that I'm the biggest loser. I'm like the biggest decline. That's what I'll say. I agree with that statement. And, but yeah. there's been a lot of injuries this year. And I feel like I say this every year, but I feel like this is a year where we had the most injuries. And then if it's not an injury, I think on top of that, we do have a COVID protocol and some players, and it's mostly been um, the secondaries, mostly been defenses or offensive lines. So you, I haven't heard too many um star players or household names of wide receivers and running backs that have been held out. Um, I think Cam Newton got held out in preseason because of COVID. But you have these weak defenses that get even weaker because some of their people get uh, out because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's Columbian Cartel by a mile. Goodbye, everyone. I think that's, that's wrapping up our podcast. I hope you enjoyed the listen. Thank you. Remember to, like I said, if you were listening to this, you fell into those four categories. So we do want members of our league to join us. So if you're listening to this and you somewhat liked it, or you or you think we suck, then you can come on and make it better. Download Anchor, and we're going to be reaching out to you to join us for the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.